Welcome back to this week's episode of the Wellhouse Exorcism. This is your ghost of the host with the most, Shanna. And it's broke wall, PJ. Yeah, got it right this time. I did. All right. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Welcome to our final episode of the 2023 season. As I mentioned in our very late episode from this past week, um, this will be our last episode. It's a special one with our friends from Full Sun Reject. Rejects. I can talk. It's okay. Um, and then after that, we're going on vacation for Christmas. And then on the 31st, we're going to be with family, actually. So we're taking the last two weeks of the year for ourselves. So PJ can heal, as mentioned in the last episode. <laughs> um, so we're finishing. Um, I made a joke um, on the last episode, which you'll hear when it officially airs, just so you know, over there, Full Send Rejects. Uh, but I said, we're going out with the old and with the new. So you're finishing up the year because you're old. It gets worse. And then we'll get better in the, in the new year. <laughs> it's a better joke when you hear it on the episode, but it's been it's been a week. <laughs> So, a little bit, a little bit. I'm exhausted. Like, I, there's not enough caffeine in the world. But I'm proud of myself. I'm le- maximizing literally every single minute of my life to the point where I actually wrapped Christmas presents on my lunch break today. I brought presents to my job to wrap during my 30-minute uninterrupted lunch break. It's impressive. <laughs> yeah. Um, Christmas is going to happen, and this house is going <laughs> to stay clean. The kids are going to stay fed and bathed. I'm, I'm, it's going to happen. <laughs> So for listeners who didn't hear uh, our crossover episode with you guys, uh, do you want to introduce yourself and what you do? Yes. So um, my name's Anthony. Uh, my wife here is Rose. She's one of our co-hosts. Uh, Billy is now one of our co-hosts. We're the Full Center Rejects. Uh, we cover a variety of topics, the spooky, the mysterious, some historical. Um, as you guys kind of refer to in your episodes, a lot of things get worse. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I very much enjoyed that, especially when you're like, it gets worse. Wait, it's full sandry dicks. We get spooky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we get spookier. <laughs> it really depends each week how uh, what we feel like covering. Uh, as for instance, um, we have episodes coming up covering heist in Boston, serial killers in Chicago, and Rose is doing uh, Christmas folklore and different Ooh. Santa Claus. How, how different cultures around the world view Santa Claus. Love it. Cool. And as we did a crossover, you guys came on to us to cover Shard Mountain, the historical parts of it. Mm-hmm. And then we did interviews with uh, family members who, well, had people went missile on the mountains. And then we just did another interview that came out where they talked about their uh, a son who was uh, murdered along the way. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I got to tell you, I... <laughs> It was rough listening to. I was like, I don't want to listen anymore. Yeah, it, I had to turn it off a couple times, and I haven't finished it yet. Actually, it's just it's heartbreaking. No, they're, yeah, they're good. I mean, it's, it's heartbreaking. The stories need to be told, but I gotta take a break once in a while. I'm yeah. like, this is too heartbreaking. I like sad. I like spooky stuff, but it's too sad. Listen, Billy was mentioning the entire time. Hey, so are you covering my therapy for this episode? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the one we just did, it was truly because the person we just talked to. um her son was part of a double murder. Mm. Oh, it. Oh God, we we all cried. It was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no. There's but only so much like sad to, that you can take. There really is. But I would like to tell you both that um, for that episode, you came and did a crossover with us. The families wanted me to tell you guys, you know, that they appreciated you guys doing the history of it, and they really enjoyed that episode as well. Oh, good. Well, that's good because yeah, we said in the episode following that, or maybe it's our episode that came out the same week. Like, it, it's always tricky to talk about spooky stuff when it comes to missing people and real life murders and stuff because you don't want to do them disservice, you know. And we we were really hoping that if they heard it, that, you know, they 
they took it the right way with the right intentions and everything. Yeah. Well, they absolutely did. That's good. It was actually over the internet. So I was listening to, I think it was, PJ, the episode you did on um, Games Overboard when I think it was, was this last? About two episodes ago, she just came out with an episode when you did the Star Wars talk, I believe. Yeah. And you were talking about maybe something like, a, like a paranormal stuff being involved, but you didn't want to be like offensive. Mm-hmm. That was a theory they had as well. Yeah. Like it's it's at a point where they just, yeah, you know, I think this is ten years going on now for you know yeah. one of these families. They mm-hmm. don't want to. Nothing's out of the realm for them. Yeah. They uh, like they said in uh in the interview with you, like they, you know, they literally thought of every solution in their heads. You know, yeah. lying and lying in bed at night and everything. They, they they haven't there's nothing there's no scenario they haven't thought of when your brain has to go there too like you want to think about every avenue like leave no yeah. stone unturned kind yeah. of situation yeah you you just want an answer that's all yeah, yeah. so i just want to say it, hats off to you guys i i couldn't have gotten through it i would have oh been just gosh. on the floor crying i <laughs> i couldn't so have it done it helps i've been desensitized thanks childhood trauma and military yeah there's, yeah there's that <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I really hope that some like they get some answers at some point because it's just so heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. So, listeners, if you have not listened to those episodes, you have to. Maybe not over Christmas, you know, because uh, tis the season no. to be jolly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, New Year's. Wait for that New Year's hangover to kick in. Yeah. And then <laughs> There it is. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So you're here tonight to talk about Spooky, though, because my podcast is Spooky. And Absolutely. so in your episode, you had mentioned that you have a past that um, it, it, multiple people have seen this or, like, experienced this. And I was immediately intrigued, but we couldn't go into details because I was too busy talking about my, all my history, <laughs> way too much history that I had. Yeah. So, what story are you going to tell about tonight? So, this is a story of a house I uh, grew up in where several people claim to be haunted. I'm going to go... First, I'm going to go into the history of the house. Okay. Um, Thank you. I appreciate there. that. I, I lo- thought of you when I did it. <laughs> <laughs> because do, do you have your references? Talking- Jackie gives us references. <laughs> Oh, my reference, this whole episode, I, that was in my notes, my references for this episode, because I know how you like your reference. <laughs> it's my personal historical a- anecdotes from what happened. <laughs> it's so from first, my brain space, <laughs> as yeah. we say. That is a joke I have here somewhere. So if I say that again, you're warned. <laughs> I'm going to first go in the history of the house um, and then the surrounding area, which you already kind of covered during oh god i'm sorry was it two or three episodes ago when you were talking about the native americans who were more or less slaughtered oh yeah. oh oh so you're down there near yeah near conestoga we're about what 15 20 minutes from pottsville oh okay. wow okay, okay yeah but i'm gonna get into that too because there's actually a famous um area there uh centralia Yes. Mm-hmm. For Mind Fires, that's the inspiration for Silent Hill. Which, yep. didn't we do that one? Rose is here with me as well. Didn't we do that for one of our episodes? We mm-hmm. talked about that? Yeah. Uh, Centralia is actually literally right next to Ashland. So there's the historical um, haunted thing. And if anyone's into video games, um, this area was was actually sponsored, not sponsored, featured, I'm sorry, featured in uh, Grand Theft Auto V. So, really? Yeah, hmm. I'm gonna get to 
the the Gordon Mountain ghost. Um, I'll, I'll get I'll get to her through my little historical uh, aspect. All right. But I'll start off before I you know continue to ramble with my ADHD. <laughs> so, like I said, I want to give the historical background to the house in the area. The house itself was built in 1905. It was built by the local um, coal companies, which I kind of explained to you when you were on our podcast. Um, in this area, anthracite coal was discovered, which I believe was first discovered in Pottsville. Um, yes. You might like fact check that. Oh, okay. Well, I remember maybe. I did the research for you. Yes. <laughs> yep. Well, there we go. From from my brain space to yours, my reference is me. <laughs> Today's reference is you. <laughs> but after that was discovered, a lot of like small coal towns propped up. And if anyone was not familiar with or doesn't know, um, basically the coal companies owned everything. They made their own money, their own police, everything. Yep. Yep. It's actually really interesting. You talk to like people with Irish blood in them because it was mostly Irish people who worked the coal mm-hmm. mines. They claim slavery did not end at the end of the Civil War. Oh, yeah, I agree. Oh, yeah. It was institutionalized slavery. Oh, yeah. It's like they were, quote, paid, but it was what it was not American currency. It was the coal company's money. Well, there's that song that goes, I owe my soul to the company store, right? Is that how the line Something goes? Something like that, yeah. yeah. And that was not that, a lie. <laughs> popular song. Yeah. Um, Which is a kind of a point into this because the certain area has this violent and hate our hate, hatred-centered basis because the Molly Maguire's was in this area. Mm-hmm. And they did a lot, depend on your viewpoint on this, they're either freedom fighters or terrorists. Kind of both. <laughs> a little column A, a little column B. Well, because the society themselves, they started from Ireland. Like, it was in Ireland, whatever. But here, they were, as, you know, stories I heard from locals, because you grew up, um, blowing up train tracks. Mm-hmm shooting at police stations. Um, I believe I was full of a murder at one point in uh, Shenandoah, or as we call it, Shendo. Yeah, Shendo. <laughs> Shendo. Which, fun fact, Shendo was almost a state capital. Ugh. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> well, because of the coal mines back then. But <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. It wasn't centralized enough for the entire state, so they didn't deal with it. But yeah, Shendo was almost the capital of the state. I couldn't imagine Shenandoah being the cap. I know. That's crazy. Although Harrisburg scares me, so <laughs> yeah, not 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 a good city. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the Maguires were here um, way before this house, house was built. But it kind of just establishes that there was you know death and murder and crime and all this stuff going on. Um, especially there was twenty some of them that were convicted and hung in Pottsville, mm-hmm. which I believe you can still visit that building today and kind of experience that little bit of a haunting. Well, they say yeah, it's still fully haunted down there. Well, there's a lot of hauntings down there. You have <laughs> the Yuma uh, Mansion at Tamaqua. There's a lot of hauntings, and one I'm about to get into right now, which I just referenced for the GTA uh, Five video game, is the Gordon Mountain Ghost. It's I'm I'm just referencing. It's one of more uh, prominent, more. Uh, known ones in 1925 not far from a uh, popular hunting trail two hikers found the body of a deceased woman mm-hmm. i remember the story yeah and they only found her because there was crows flying above and you know Ooh, if yeah. you're a hunter yeah. and tracker you see birds flying above you know there's a corpse and you think it's going to be a deer or 
a bear or some, yeah, some kind of carrion. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they found a body. Um, but this poor woman, uh, her identity, her sorry, identi- identity was never discovered. However, it was noticed that her skull was crushed in, and there were gashes all over her body. So obviously, something terrible happened to this person. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, the case was never solved, and there are sayings that her ghost still haunts the mountain. Um, the legend says that if you drive slowly on top of the mountain, your car, its lights will flicker, you'll feel a cold breeze, stuff like that. Oh, Lord, she coming. <laughs> oh, she a coming. Personally, myself, I used to work on top of the mountain. I worked at a Wegmans uh, warehouse up there. Hmm. Never experienced that. However, for whatever reason, I like, and there could be a biological or natural response to this. I don't know. I'm not going to claim this whatever. There was a lot of deceased animals at Ooh. night Ugh. on the road. Wow. Okay. But I know I hit two or three small animals in that five, six month time frame I was there. But there was like a lot of like deceased small like skunks, raccoons, critters like that. Wow. Almost like they're running hmm. away from something. I don't know. It's possible. I mean, there is also, you know, a notion, you know, where demonic presences or ghosts can be associated with deceased carrion that are mm-hmm. just. Hmm. But if anyone's interested in the GTA five story, there's a part of the map where you go on top of the mountain. If it's raining at night, you can see a ghost. And that is supposed to be the Corridor Mountain ghost. Oh, that's so cool. Look at that. That's interesting. Pennsylvania made it. Yeah, I knew about the ghost. I just didn't realize it was connected to Pennsylvania history. That's really cool. That's the uh, developers of the game. They came out and said, yeah, this is the Gordon Mountain ghost. Wow. Pennsylvania is so cool. Which, I mean, if if you think about it, I mean, if Centralia got big for Silent Hill, I mean, they probably saw that and then, you know, try to find some other local legends. We have a lot (laughs) of local lore that is, like, titillating and horrifying at the same time. (laughs) So I'm not surprised. This is the part where the history gets worse. Of course. Yay. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh no. <laughs> Isn't it sad that you're like, hooray. Oh. Yeah. Well, I, I just felt it important. Um, as the era of coal went away, as we kind of went more toward oil and other nat- like natural gas. Yeah. Natural gas. And even kind of today where it's, we're trying to go to clean energy. Mm-hmm. Um, Ashland and the surrounding areas became a really depressed area. People left. Uh, there was, less and less jobs so you know people are moving elsewhere and this led to what you typically see in depressed areas as far as crime uh, substance abuse domestic violence mm-hmm. arson small crimes here and there and this could really like if there's already a presence here it could feed into that negative energy absolutely oh yeah like i i have notes here growing up i mean it was one of those towns where everyone knew each other's name i believe ashland had about like, two thousand people wow. living in now you think, you know, everyone knows everyone that would kind of help things not be so bad. But, you know, there was a lot of alcohol inspired domestic abuse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what's really sad and just to prove the point of what goes on to first areas. A lot of like females that I know I graduated with, they were sexually assaulted. Like it's easier oh. to find who was than wasn't. That's great. Oh, that's terrible. 
And a lot of it was either some guy they believed in that, well, you know, that they fell in love with or a family member. It was, it's, it's oh, bad. Jeez, wow. wow. And then on top of that, you have, as time went on, as highways were developed, especially since the 70s, the area became connected with Philadelphia and New York. Mm-hmm. Big problem with uh, drugs. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really a fortune. But again, it's a depressed area. And that's, I used to make joke all the time. I'm pretty sure the top employee here was drug dealers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And when you're, like you said, it's a terrible area at this point. There's no jobs. Your family is broken, and they're hoping coal will come back, but it's not going to. You turn to something to be happy, to make yourself momentarily happy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we we worked in Mount Carmel and for years, Mm -hmm. and uh, we almost bought a house there. It was fully furnished for $30,000. Yeah. (laughs) Yep, yep. And I, I only include that information because it kind of gives into the um, idea that, again, this is a bad area. It's going to dive into this negative energy that's already here. Mm-hmm. However, to the main event, the Ashland House and what I experienced there. Oh, yeah. So, like I said, this house is built in 1905 by the coal companies. It's a, a double which for anyone who might not know what that means, it's really a house, and then right attached to the wall is another house. Yeah, I think other people call it duplexes, but like in our area, they're called doubles and triples, depending on where you're yeah. at. Yeah. But they're row homes, pretty much. Row homes, that's another good, good term. Now, there's a lot of people who are buying them now, and they'll tear down that little wall mm-hmm. and one big house. But yeah, now the house, when we got it, it we got it in the year either late 1999 or 2000. I was about four or five. Which is where the dreams I have had kind of began. Um, The first one, it was the only time I had this kind of dream, was incredibly screwed. Um, It started in the upstairs where this man... I say like in his 40s or so, was pushing this woman's head in the bathtub, like below the water. Oh, my gosh. Again, I'm four or five. Yeah, yeah. This is fine. (laughs) In no way is this going to cause years of therapy. Continue. (laughs) (laughs) Plot twist it did. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm so surprised. Now, I remember her body. I, I remember this dream to this day. And you're not supposed to remember dreams. Mm-hmm. She had cuts on her. Like, she was bloody. Like, she was previously attacked before she was pushed in there. And now this man eventually takes her out of that tub, drags her down the stairs, and then into the basement, which is the second set of stairs. And he pushes her up against the wall and kills her with an axe. Oh, my gosh. Now, keep in mind, I'm, like I said, I'm four or five. There's not many four or five-year-olds out there who know what an axe murder is. Oh, yeah. Unless you, like, snuck in and, like, popped in a DVD back then, you you don't know what an axe murder is. Yeah, no. (laughs) So that was pretty um, terrifying. And that was, like, when you first moved in then? Yeah, because we bought the house. So this is like one of my first, my earliest memories. Because I I might have a memory before that where we looked at another house. Hmm. And then I remember us, like, pulling up to the house after we bought it and then this is like my memory after that okay okay 
And again, you're not supposed to remember no, Drake. Yeah, especially when you're but, that young. So here's why that is relevant. I'm sure my date's correct here. 2001, um, my mom got pregnant with my sister. At the time, there was two bedrooms. So we had the master bedroom where my parents stayed in. There's my bedroom. So they began to convert the very, um, at the end of the hallway, it was a storage room. They began to convert it to a bedroom. So, you know, we actually have room for all these kids. You know? <laughs> what? It was some real 19th century stuff going on, all right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we know. We Our house was from 1901, so we're right there with you. Oh, okay. You guys understand that. <laughs> Knock down a wall, cry because you have five million things got to fix now. Yeah, that's cool. Continue. Let's talk about but... my trauma. My trauma started when I moved into this house. <laughs> for many reasons, not just because of the ghosts. Well, they had the idea, okay, we're doing this one room. Let's renovate the rest of this house because there is some terrible wallpaper along the walls where that naturally goes. Mm -hmm. So along the stairs, going from the second floor to the first floor, when they took it off, there was a blood trail. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. There was like, not just a blood trail, but there was like handprints in the wall. And then the stairway going into the basement, there was like shelves, like extra storage. Um, If you look up at those shelves, there was what looked like blood splatter. Oh, geez. Oh. Like like red dots. Like Mm -hmm. I remember perfectly the top shelf. It was like prone. It was there. There was a lot of the red there or whatnot. And as you went down, it kind of got like less and less. Mm Mm-hmm. But it was also like it was more uh, length between the drawer or the shelves and the steps. So you're not convinced that something horrible happened here. Let me get to the basement. So to give an idea of what the basement looked like, um, when you first get off those steps, it's unfinished. There was wooden pallets there, so you wouldn't be walking on dirt. It was mostly storage. Uh, for us, we used for recyclables. Our you know oil container was down there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. However, the next room was loosely finished. Like, there was a nice concrete floor. It was a laundry room. As a lot of houses built back then, it was. You know, mm-hmm. laundry was basement. Yep. However, the walls, it was, like, unfinished uh, stone. Okay. If you looked, so as soon as you go in there, you have to your right is the door that goes outside. And there's steps that goes up to the backyard. If you go left of that door... There's what looks like um, two handprints, like pushed in, and then like uh, the side of a face. And then above that face, there is a lot of red, like it's old blood. Mm. Wow. You think they would have like cleaned this before they sold the house? (laughs) You think someone was just not doing their job? Yeah, the realtor. I maybe they. I I don't know. Again, I was five. I was in charge. <laughs> <laughs> My parents on the papers. I just had the bad dreams. Yeah. I'm, yeah, they, they just, yeah, let's throw some money. Screw this kid. Thanks, Mom. Yeah. Merry Christmas. <laughs> so the room I was talking about before that was getting renovated, I would eventually move in there. Okay. But before that happened, I had some weird occurrences in the bedroom. So the bedroom I was currently in, was left of the stairs and then it was like my bedroom the stairs to the attic and then my parents room okay 
And I remember this, like, these set of horrible dreams where something happened in my dreams and I would wake up and like, I would be sore and I have a bruise on my leg or something like, like I remember specifically one dream where it was like, I was tossed down my stairs and I woke up and my back and my legs were like in all this pain. Hmm. And okay. You can argue. I slept the wrong way. Understand argument. Yeah. But then one night, so like every, like every kid does, I want to go sleep with mommy and daddy's room. Of course, yeah. <laughs> there was one night I went to do that, and there was like this shadow figure in my way. Oh. Oh man. And it was tall, like tall to me. And like I believe I go into this later in my notes here. It was not the most peaceful of rooms or houses. There was a lot of you know abuse and whatnot that went on mm-hmm. so at first like i thought oh this is him you know throwing back my bed he's on me going in there and then i realized how like big the shadow figure was fun fact it, it was my stepdad he's not a tall person <laughs> 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 but like this thing like it kept pushing me back in my bed like he did not want me to go in hmm. And that's where the dreams start, where I start having nightmares of what I'm about to get into here. I wonder why it doesn't want to keep you in that room to give you nightmares then. Like it was showing you something, so it didn't want you safe with your parents. We'll get there. Okay, sorry. Oh, okay. Not allowed to mix up positions. I apologize. Am I I on the right track? (laughs) Get back in your room. There's a point where I'm like, I don't think this was like... like a terrible person mm-hmm. or a terrible spirit, I should say. Um, like I said, about 2001, about six, I move into the new bedroom and a lot more like creepy things began to happen. Um, especially nightmares. They began to really take off. And it was a recurrent nightmare where I was like walking into my room and at like the corner of my bed where like you lay your head and everything. There was this girl, long black hair, and she was like curled over. How do you describe the position? Like, you like know, when you're in a position? Yeah. Yeah, fetal position. Like, you know, you're in, high, in your school and you're doing a fire drill? Yeah, got tuck and roll. Yeah. Did, she, did she have like her head in her hands like she was that way, or was she like rolled on her side? No, she was sitting up. Her arms were like on her knees. Yeah, okay, okay. And her head was, and I'll go approach her and her like face or her head would shift and it would be like these piercing dark eyes. Yeah. Don't like that. <laughs> I, you can stay I, over there. Bye. <laughs> I did not like either, but she would just let out this like blood curling scream. Oh. And you were and, six experiencing this? Yeah, it was not a good time. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it, was, it was not fun. And I would, like, every time, I would shoot out of my bed, and I would freak out. Yeah, that's terrifying. I don't understand why. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Go back to bed, honey. But it was, like, these soulless eyes. Like, nothing was in there. Mm-hmm. And there were some nights, 
I would calm myself back down and go back to sleep. And then other nights, I I, I was in panic. I, I was freaking out. And I would just not go back to sleep at all. And here's like just another thing. So like I said, you know, my first bedroom was by the attic. Now this room is the end of the hallway. If my bedroom door was left open at night, and it really often was because I wasn't allowed, allowed to close my door. If I looked down the hallway, I just like had this feeling come over me, like something eerie, something just, so, there's a presence down down the hallway. Oh, no. <laughs> and I would get like goosebumps. I would feel anxiety. And there's no reason a six-year-old is feeling anxiety. No, it's not, that's not appropriate. That's familiar. That, br- that brings back a... Yeah, some memories for okay. me that I don't, re- I didn't remember I had. Well, it makes me think yeah. of Eli too, you know. Yeah, I always had to have my door like a like slightly closed, but also kind of open. I couldn't have it completely open because that freaked me out. Yeah. Well, this is the point where I want to bring up because I want to be transparent and fair to like anybody who might be skeptical. Like I said, it was a really abusive household. It felt in fed into you know negative energy and you can easily make a claim okay there's a six-year-old getting abused their head's not going to process things it might conjure up some in your dreams yeah yeah yeah. projecting some your your long-term memory and your short-term memory yeah exactly um but we'll, we'll get we'll get to why i don't think that's the case you know later on um as i bring other people onto this now, another thing, um, especially at night, I would hear voices throughout the house, mostly if I was upstairs, which, again, you can chalk up to, you know, kids getting his rear end kicked in and beat mm-hmm. up pretty. His mind's not going to be the best. But if that's the case, I would have heard these voices, you know, outside of the house. I only heard these inside of the house. To yeah. add some levity was the voice saying, we've been trying to reach you about your car's extended warranty. <laughs> Unfortunately, at six, I did not have a car. Well, you know, you could prepare. <laughs> um, remember those little red cars with the yellow uh, things? Yeah, the little Tykes cars. Yeah, I, I had one of those. You nice. need some extended warranty on that, obviously. I was reckless. <laughs> you know, I had a you know juice box too many. And That's right. <laughs> you gotta be careful but on that note where me not hearing voices outside of this house these nightmares never fall outside of this house either hmm. so it kind of goes against that you know if yeah. there's a kid being mentally not there these dreams and these voices are going to carry on outside of the house they never did for me well and a lot of the um the listeners that we have, they understand that when it comes to this stuff, it feeds on negative energy and there's a lot of energy for it to feed on. So like I 100% believe that you were experiencing something because, you know, it it could feed off of it. Well, that's exactly what I brought up before. Cause like, I understand that there is already a spirit there, especially when it's trapped there, which I believe, which I'm going to get into. Like I believe the spirit's trapped there. Mm -hmm. If there's negative things happening, it's going to invoke it. It's going to give it some power. It's going to want to make its presence known. Yeah. So this is um, the part where I was saying before, where I believe this spirit wasn't an evil one. It wasn't bad. Um, When I was 10, and this is early October, it was a rainy Saturday. 
and it was a Saturday morning and something like shook me awake. Like I felt some presence there that like shot me awake, made me react to something. And I remember running downstairs and my mom, she was about to go. Remember those box tops like everyone used to collect for school? Heck yeah. Heck yeah. All right. This this, this isn't a good story. Oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> it gets worse. But I no, was excited about but box, we tops. Love box tops. <laughs> yeah, that was an entire setup to bring back that nostalgia before it gets worse. Dear box tops, if you're listening, this whole scan the QR code thing is stupid. Bring oh, back box tops. Anyway, let's get depressed, I guess. Make box tops great again. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, and she was part of the school's committee to kind of collect them and whatnot for the school. And like I said, very rainy day. She was about to go take um, box tops from Ashton to Fraxville, which is about 15, 20 minutes away. And I came down and I was like begging her. Like there's something told me, do not go. Don't go. Mm-hmm. You cannot go. She's a woman. She was very persistent. That's sexist, but I, I, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no offense, but come on. Oh, we, we get it done. I don't care. Right, Rose? Yep. That's right. Hey, all the respect. <laughs> I know I'm lazy. Okay. You know, she keeps my life going good for me. But so I insisted, okay, let me keep my sisters here. And it was maybe an hour later, maybe two hours later, um, the phone rang. And my stepdad, he flew out of the house and he said, I have to go pick up your mom from the school. I knew she was going to school. But something told me something happened. Mm-hmm. So, so some more time passes, and I'm playing like the original Star Wars Battlefront two with my sister. Yes, <laughs> I had a feeling, especially at that Star Wars episode, you would appreciate good, that. Good choice, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Dude, I, I I can exactly tell you what we were doing. We were doing that one map where you can be all the heroes and villains. All right. Yep. Nerd alert. <laughs> You have no idea. Wrong <laughs> podcast. Make Star Wars Battlefront great again. No, go away. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, and while my sister's watching this, and my mom comes in, and she is like bloody, bruised, mm. bandaged, and all this. It turns out um, you guys live in Bloomsburg area, correct? Yeah. That area, yeah. So do you know where the two-miler is um, going from Ashton to Fraxel? No. Okay. Well, like the name intends, it's a two-mile stretch of road, bunch of inclines, bunch of turns. Uh, she was on that road going to Frackville, and it, like I said, it was raining, and she hydroplaned, and then a pickup truck smashed her. Oh. And the cops told her she was in the only survivable spot. Wow. So she got just got lucky. Yeah. And that's where I started to believe that this spirit wasn't evil it was just his own thing because something woke me up that day and it wanted to, wanted to protect you and this your sisters obviously yeah it, it knew somehow i knew something was bad was going to happen but that's because something told me yeah so you might be thinking now well now me and the spirit of friends these bad dreams stop no well ghosts <laughs> can't really be friends i would say <laughs> not in this house <laughs> I, I guess she took on that uh, anti-hero role, like, you know, Deadpool or something. Like, hey, 
if it comes down to it, I'm here for you. But any other time, I'm going to mess with you. I want you alive so I can show you all these terrible things. How yeah. about that? <laughs> the, the, the nightmares will continue. They're very repetitive. Same thing over and over. And it was just that, that blood-curling like shriek. I could just not shake. Now, at this point, fast forward to 2007, my mom decided to get pregnant again with my brother. So we needed more room again because, you yeah. know, you have. It was at that point, like my sisters are close enough to where they can share a room, but a teenager boy and a baby. Eh. No. <laughs> <laughs> so they began to renovate half of the attic into a bedroom, which at first sounded cool because that means I get the biggest bedroom in the house. Mm-hmm. However, if you may have not. Or if you did catch a thing before, there are some spooky things happening towards the attic steps. Yeah. So during these renovations, there were some things that were happening. And there's one that sticks out specifically. Um, me and my one friend were hanging up. The lights were off. We're hanging on top of the stairs. And we hear like something running in that half of the room. Uh, oh, no. Like something going on. And we're like, what the heck? There was no lights. The only thing in the room was a can of paint and a lot and a step ladder. There was no tools. There was nothing that could have been knocked over and caused a noise. And like rolled, yeah. No. And at that point we're like, nope. And we fled. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm in danger. Point, I didn't get much into it at this point. Um you know, when you're a kid, you have people who come stay the night, you know, sleepovers, whatnot. Anyone who came over, they had this weird feeling there. But if I stayed over at a friend's house, that feeling wasn't there. So no one came to your house for a sleepover. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> had a few. Um, most because... They just didn't come back. Yeah. Well, they, they <laughs> back one night and one night only. I, I had two friends who came over, basically. You should have charged a mission. unfortunately nobody taught me capitalism when i was 12 (laughs) darn it now i should have taken that experience and there was another time where i felt like i just heard like scratches going against the wall Uh like nails on a chalkboard but less squeaky and more like hey don't come in here Mm -hmm. and i should have taken this as an omen because when I moved to that room, there were barely any nights where I slept more than three hours. Oh. Um, there was this constant feeling that there was somebody watching me from above me, like on my ceiling. Um, like it was just staring down at me. And these nightmares, I know this is, you know, the same for us at the Full Sand Rejects, but it actually got worse. Yeah, I won't. <laughs> um, not only was this dream ending where this girl was like screaming. But there was like some kind of like presence behind her. Oh, it's like almost like she couldn't get free. Something was holding her back. Yeah. Like it was it was demonic. Yeah. I fully believe like this thing was evil. It was had no good attentions. Reinforced my belief that I had at the time. Like this girl, she wasn't evil herself. Like like I said before, she, you know, woke me up and had me she fed me some information and whatnot. She she connected with me. Yeah. Hmm. And I began like maybe she's trapped mm-hmm. which goes back to that dream I, that very first dream where like was this the person who was unfortunately murdered here oh yeah was she trapped 
it was at this point, I was like, is she warning me of something that else is going on here? And if this, the, if this is demonic presence, all this abuse, I mean, I'm talking about 14, this abuse didn't stop yet. A lot of hatred, a lot of violence, a lot of anger. Could it just be feeding into this? Yeah. And then we fast forward to 2014, where I left the house. Um, as we talked about when you guys came to our uh, podcast, you know, I went to the military. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Instantly, those streams stopped. Never had a problem. Didn't think of them. Ironically, the best sleep of your life. <laughs> Just <laughs> hard to say when you're in the military. Well, uh, well, uh, fun fact. Um, I did still have nightmares, but they were like the PTSD nightmares. Yeah, from yeah. The... Uh, for my therapist tells me the trauma i had just growing up in that house and then you know the military stressors mm-hmm. yeah but there was none you know i'd wake up and i'm like oh oh that sucked okay go back to sleep there was no this girl wasn't there this presence wasn't there and for you know clarity's sake i did come back later that year when i was on training i had one small bad dream and that was it okay. with this but i was only i was home i think for an a month and i didn't always stay at the house i was kind of just oh hey and i didn't see this friend for you know six months however long i was gone let me go stay over here i mean i was i was jumping around 2017 so three years later um i was visiting a few more times like i, I did not come back to the house since until this time and the i remember the very first night i had the same nightmare with this girl now when I came back to visit, I stayed in the first bedroom that I had, the one that was like, you know, left of the stairs or right of the attic. But I still had these the, that same dream where this girl, long black hair, like no nothing in her eyes, like something was taken from her. And I tried to approach her as she's curled over and she just like yelled, she screamed. Oh wow. It was like she was reintroducing herself. Yeah. Welcome home, honey. Basically. And the first time it happened, I'm like, oh, God, okay, this is terrifying. Eventually, I was like, all right, you're my girl. I got you. We, we developed a nice little relationship with each other. Okay. Mostly because, you know, I believe she was, you know, and she, she was trapped herself. So during that reappearance, did you immediately recognize her in the dream or was oh, it? It yeah. was a soon saw her black hair. I knew it was her. Like in my dream, I told myself, this is the same girl. Mm-hmm. Which was another thing I forgot to include in my notes. There's some point when I was a kid, it was like I was being like, I was somewhere else at some point too. Hmm. It was very weird. Yeah. So, and again, this only happened when I came back to visit. In 2019, I officially moved back into the house because I left the military. I came back. And when I came back, these nightmares came back, and they were like tenfold. Oh wow! They weren't as often, but when they happened, it was it was more intense. It was more intense. Hmm. And I even remember another aspect of some of these nightmares involved some presence coming into a room where I was at, and I I hid underneath this desk. And each dream, I got, like, more away. But I was always, like, grabbed or taken. Oh. Ooh. So you, couldn't, was, hide from any, you couldn't hide from it no matter what you did. Correct. But what was weird about that is I, I got intrigued. I started looking this up. 
we found, and I, I tried to find it before I did this episode, I could not find it again. I found a perfect match for this presence that came from ancient um, Abyssinian legend that preyed on nightmares and pushed people to like depression and whatnot. Mm. Like match its image, match its, because it, he was very big with birds, like black birds. I don't want to say they're crows, but there's something like that. Yeah, and you know, don't play my ravens, okay? Ravens are good birds. <laughs> they're hey, kind of jerks, Edgar, but they're good. <laughs> Edgar Allan Poe is my guy, okay? That's right. My favorite poets ever. See, PJ, he's wonderful. <laughs> I never said he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> In our last episode, PJ literally says, we just can't get away from this guy, can we? Oh, nothing there's with the Native Americans, but same thing. Yeah. He, we always come back to Poe. Yeah, I've listened to you guys. Uh, I'm, I'm behind on all my podcasts right now. You same, yeah. You're not forgiven, uh, but it's okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll get there, okay? <laughs> but you know how, like, the legend says, like, if you find a spirit, like, a demon or spirit's name, if you say it, they go away? Yeah. Well, once I learned about this name, mentioned in a dream, and never happened again. Oh. Cool. But I still dreamed about this girl. Now, here's where you're about to get really spooked if you weren't already. Does it include Rose's stories? No, uh, we, we have a few stories before we get to her. Oh, okay. I'm ready. I, this story, so I was sitting in the living room. It was me, my mom, and, and a, a, a girl I was dating at the time. Not relevant. Don't worry, you're a lot better than <laughs> <laughs> Peter looks so, <laughs> um, we were talking about this, and my mom decided to start saying the Lord's Prayer. About 10 seconds into it, all the lights began to flicker. No Jesus here. <laughs> At which point, I made a same reaction, oh Jesus, and I walked outside of the house. I'm like, I ain't dealing with this. Nope. <laughs> Bye. So, yeah, that... I don't like that. I also, like, after that happened, those dreams increased with that girl. Hmm. Mm. So she and doesn't like Jesus either, apparently. Apparently not. Apparently she was not a Christian gal. Oof. Now, soon after that, my mom moved out because, you know, that's how this works, apparently. The, the, the son doesn't work out. The parent work moves out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Obviously. So she moved in with... Her, her soon-to-be ex-husband. Oh, okay. All right, yep. That's the appropriate thing, I guess, to say right now. And I went over the one day, and we're handing out my sister. Uh, she was talking about how she had this dream involving this girl. Oh. And, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I had the same dream, too. And she goes, shut up. You're messing with me, which is fair. <laughs> <laughs> about me, I am I am one with... um jokes and and then i look at her i'm like let me guess um kind of a youthful girl long black hair black eyes and she looked at me she's like what the insert swear word are you talking about and i told her about it and she looked like she she looked scared like she had these same dreams wow and again never happened outside of the house mm -hmm. just happened there because she only talked about this because she was out because she moved with her my sister did. And she was having these dreams in her, so she felt like she was okay to talk about it. 
and we're done, my brother, the youngest one, he goes, I had these dreams too. <laughs> oh my gosh. And at which point I was like, yep, I'm walking out of here. I don't like this. <laughs> Everything is awesome. Everything is awesome. And he thought he was special. <laughs> I thought okay. she wanted to talk to me, but I guess she just gets around. Yeah. We just have a common spirit. Well, then I call my other sister. I'm like, hey, have you ever had weird dreams growing up? She's like, oh, my God, I need to tell you so many. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Let me sit down. <laughs> but like, we all had the same dream of the same girl. Wow. And not like spoke about her before we had these conversations. So now I'd like to fast forward a little bit more, maybe like a half year, a year, not even a year, to where our dear friend, we're almost two, don't worry. <laughs> you almost she, get she, to talk. <laughs> every time I get to a paragraph, she looks at me, she's like, is it my time? My precious. Like half standing up out of her chair. I'm yeah. ready. I'll just sit back <laughs> down again. Like, like a golden retriever that hears bone. <laughs> so our dear friends... Uh, Billy and Liz moved in with me. Uh, Billy being, you know, co-hosts of, of, of the Full Send Rejects mm-hmm. and who got me to uh, understand that you guys exist. <laughs> Thank you, Billy. Wonderful <laughs> podcast. Uh, so it was very, at this point, it was very common to me to go across the street and I just hang out with a friend on their porch because, you know, people did that still sometimes. Yep. They'll know some of their neighbors. They come to our porch and hang out at our porch, but yeah. Yeah, we're the ones right. with the porch. Yeah, we call it a porch party. <laughs> well, one night I'm over there and we're having some juice boxes. Oh, that's very nice. That That's the best way I can put it. Yep. <laughs> well, as you probably heard in our one of podcasts, PJ drinks juice pouches. And he drank it nice and loudly while I was, you know, recording with Jackie. <laughs> so, joke's on you. We actually drink those around Literal here. juice pouches. It was obnoxious. So, okay. So, ADHD moment. When I heard that, I had this thought about two weeks before that, we're at the table, me and Rose are, and I found a Capri Sun, and I'm like, these are delicious. <laughs> I chug it, and she looks at me. She's like, did you just have our two-year-old cider Capri Sun? And I'm like, was this for her? She's like, yep. I'm like, I sure did then. <laughs> yeah. No, she drank it really fast, honey. You should have yeah. seen it. So, you know, I'll, I'll put it this way. Um, at this point, when I was over my my neighbor's house, I was um, having spirits for spirits. <laughs> um, well, Billy sends me a message. He's like, hey, what's going on upstairs? And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, what was that loud bang? I'm like, I'm across the street. I'm like, he's like, I keep like, right now I'm hearing loud bangs. I'm like, oh, that's the ghost. And he's like, what? <laughs> So, fun fact, in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, you are not legally required to tell roommates that your house is haunted. Oh, yeah, we looked that yep. up, yeah. When we were considering selling our house, like, do we have to disclose that it's haunted? Is that true? I made that as a joke. No, no, it's, no, you don't have to. We looked it up. Yeah. Huh. Very nice. New York, you have to. Yeah. There's a court case about it. But you're oh. in the clear here, <laughs> sir. New York is a separate place. Yep. <laughs> there is a house that is so active that a judge had to pass that... You know, they had to disclose it was haunted before they could sell it. Well, New York also had the the Feos. Yeah. You know. um, But I guess even before that happened, Liz was like, is this why I'm having these dreams of this girl? And I'm like, I'm out of here again. 
<laughs> oh, no. I, I'm like, listen, she's nice. You just don't don't mess with her. She's here. I don't think she's you know, free willing. I think she's captive. You'll be fine. And they were just like, why did you not tell us? I'm like, I was not required to. Plus, I want friends. <laughs> so here is where Rose can come in. As Yay, she been- Rose. So this is a little, a little expand on this. Because um, we began seeing each other. Aww. We were seeing each other before Billy and Liz moved in. Oh, my God, we were. Yeah. <laughs> better than mine. I've only spent the night a few times. It was easier for you to come to me than it was for me to come to you. Okay. I have one joke, and then you continue. Okay. This poor woman, okay? <laughs> so, we're, so, at one point, uh, she was carrying our child. <laughs> and she was terrified. So, okay, at this point, my bedroom, I should have clarified this before, so I apologize. My bedroom was in the attic. Yeah. This poor woman was pregnant and was terrified to go down these stairs because she felt something. Mm. And the bathroom was downstairs. Oh, Ugh. no. I, was gonna get I felt so terrible. I was at the point, I'm like, you know what? I'll start coming up to you because she lives in Wilkes-Barre at the time with her sister. I'm like, I'll make that trek up there. Just. I felt so terrible, but go ahead. It's your show. There was time before that I was pregnant. I spent the night over there and I got up in the middle of the night and I had went to the bathroom. I thought it was uh, his cat, Ivan. I felt that's a good some- name for a cat, by the way. So his name came from Ivan the Terrible. Yes. <laughs> I-, I got that. <laughs> And he was the most precious little demon that the world ever gave anybody. He was amazing, yet very terrible. Um, <laughs> he was the goat. <laughs> he, he gave love bites, but he only gave you affection when it was on his terms. Oh, a cat uh, should. But anyway. However, uh, I thought it was him thumping behind me as I was walking down the hall. Now, I know that he mentioned the hall a couple of times. Now, when you walked up the stairs, you can go right to the bathroom or left towards the bedrooms. There was a bedroom at the end of the hall next to the bathroom. However, every time I looked down there, I felt like someone was standing there. Mm. But I'm like, all right, I'm blind. I don't have my glasses on. I'm not familiar with this home. And it must be the cat. I open up the door and of course I get scared. The cat runs in behind me and jumps in the sink because Ivan lived in the sink. <laughs> I, I would, um, I would turn the sink just enough where like a one drop would come out every some few minutes and he'd sit there and he would love it. He, he would curl his fat <laughs> behind. He was a 30 pound cat. Yeah. And he would <laughs> make himself a nice little seat just enough for his face to reach the faucet. However, I chalked it up to that. And then a few, and then I would always run up the stairs. I don't know why. You know those things where you always feel like something's going to follow you up the yeah. stairs? Oh, like, yeah. Fast. yeah. Some kind of demon or an, an, I am a very, very big believer in skinwalkers. And I, for some reason, I always feel like they're in the house. But that, that's, that's just me growing up, childhood. I have trauma. Um, so the first night I did that, I just felt like something big, something mean and scary was in the hallway and i just chalked it up to the cat now this happened a few more times 
And I always felt like there was something very, very bad in the hallway. I would always turn on the hallway light. I just felt like I was going to tick everybody off uh, by turning on the hallway light. Here I am, a guest in someone's home. We just started dating. So, you know, first couple of nights, we, you know, the first couple of times I spent the night, I was like, uh, and I'm like, you know, it'd be easier if you come to me. I have a child, you know, I didn't want to be like, hey, by the way, your house creeps me out. I don't want to come there anymore. Uh, so there was a time where I was pregnant. As you are pregnant, you you have to go to the bathroom a lot. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> the baby tumbles, you know, kicks you, kicks pokes me right, you. Kicks me right in the ovaries. You know what? I'm gonna, we're going to get a TENS unit experiment on you. No, we're not. And <laughs> Babe, you are so strong. I, 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 I had to go to the bathroom and I was scared. And I was like, I'm not going down there. Something is telling me not to go down there. I'm just going to just squeeze it, hold it, and just go back to sleep. And within time, I fell asleep, and I just felt something. I felt like breathing, heavy breathing. And I just felt something hovering over me. And I looked up, and there was this girl with black hair, just hovering over my body. And she, she had a face, but she didn't have a face. Oh. But she was screaming. Wow. No, thank oh my you. Gosh. So, not to cut you off, but just to clarify also, I did not tell her about this. I never, this yeah. Like, I was too afraid to tell Anthony. I was, I was scared of his house. And at that point, um, this girl appeared to me. And I'm like, oh, my God, I had a nightmare. All right. And at that point, I was so scared. I'm like, I have to pee. I ran downstairs. <laughs> I ran downstairs. I peed real quick, but I felt like someone was holding on to me the whole entire time. I just felt like this. And I just, I felt like I just kept seeing the girl, but she was at the end. Of, I felt like she was with me, if that makes sense. Yeah. She's like, she connected. But, she like linked on to you almost. And I felt like it was an attachment or some kind of security. I don't know. She she was scary, but I wasn't scared of her. But she was very, she was very terrifying because I couldn't make out a face, but you can see her features. Yeah, and her face, her mouth was open, and she was screaming, and it was so piercing, and I just couldn't. It was like one of those screams that were so like those silent, like when your ear rings type of screams. Mm -hmm. You can't. Every no one else can hear it, but you can. And I just, I'm like, I'm like, wow, I'm tripping these pregnancy dreams are getting <laughs> so i went back to sleep and i didn't mention it and it wasn't for like i spent the night again and this time when i woke up i still saw her in the corner of the room mm -hmm. but there was someone with her and i couldn't fall back to sleep and then i told anthony and he's like i'm so sorry <laughs> oh my god and at this point i'm like I'm shaking and i'm like i can't come back here like this is like it keeps happening and it's only happening when i'm here and he's like so i gotta tell you something <laughs> and i'm like what he goes come with me to the basement i'm like uh oh no. <laughs> at this point you gotta think me and anthony have been together three years we are married we have a child together and we, 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 we end up getting it, you know, we were one of those people who, you know, we are blessed with our relationship, but we end up getting pregnant early in our relationship. It was ah, six months. We understand um, that. Yep. I what I wanted. So here I am about 
five months pregnant we're almost you know we're like not uh, almost nine months in ten months into a relationship we're hitting that year mark and this man all automatically wants to like be like hey <laughs> spooky dreams let's, let's take a walk to my basement uh-uh i've seen true crimes I know how <laughs> and he's like no no no, just hold my hand i got you i gotta i gotta show you something you're never gonna believe this and he shows me he takes me downstairs to a basement and he's like what do you see over there and all you see are these like dark mud looking handprints and it looks like it's smudged i'm like what the hey is of course i use other language more brightful (laughs) and colorful and language and i'm like that looks like blood and he's like bingo he's like no matter what we've done it just won't come off Oh, oh that's weird And I'm like, this is a joke? And he's like, no, you're not the only person who's seen her. And he described her in detail. Like, there was no way she was... I didn't even tell her. I just told him I had a dream about this girl in in a just freaky dream. And she was screaming at me. And he described her in perfect detail. Told me that he's had a dream. His brother and both of his sisters had the same dream of the same girl. And then Billy also heard stuff. And the activity in the attic which were he, that's where his his bedroom was was so active and it was so insanely the presence was so strong that i just i always felt like someone was there that there was the night i ever first walked into this house um we went on our third date let's just say Anthony hit the apple juice box a little hard. <laughs> and I had this to help. This was the season? I, and it was it was Halloween time. And I had to help Father Anthony up the stairs. I, uh, ironically, for that year, I was dressed as a priest. Oh, boy. <laughs> Got so that holy wine a little too heavy. Okay. <laughs> uh, juice. It was apple juice. Jim Fermented. Yeah. <laughs> Like I said, first night I've ever been to this house, first night meeting his siblings, his mother, everything. Don't know anything, don't know about this. I've never even heard of, you know, I I was only in, I've been in Pennsylvania at this point only like eight years. Never heard of Centralia or the history of of this coal mining town. Never, I'm just, I was ignorant to We're spooky. All, all things Pennsylvania outside of <laughs> Outside of Luzerne County. But when I brought him up those stairs that night, I felt like someone, and he would, and get him understand, like I had to carry him up those stairs. I, I, I tripped and I hurt my ankle. I felt like someone was pulling him. And I'm like, man, he is really yanking himself up these stairs. I'm that good. <laughs> <laughs> I put him down, and when I put him to bed, I felt like someone was standing in the corner of the room. I told you, me, me and her, we had, a, we had a good thing going on. And I was like, and I, I chalked it up to him being a man and him having a messy room and maybe it was just like a coat or something. And I just, I, I ignored it. I never <laughs> thought coat. of it. I never, like, you know, you didn't, I it's don't It's amazing know. how you can convince you, yourself. You want to lie to yourself, yeah. Yes, yes. Because I've seen some stuff in my day. Oh, yeah. So, to where I, I'm not going to judge him or his living condition or his house. That he like, what was I going to? We just started dating, and this man was very, very sleepy at this point. Where I couldn't ask. <laughs> it worked hard. 
Listen, I worked at the hospital. COVID was going on. I, I worked a lot. Yeah, this was peak COVID, by the way. So it was like one of those times where like the world shut down and everything was weird. Like mm-hmm. everybody. I, I also want to say, before I forget, so there's a common thing that said, oh, it's old lighting, it's old wire and stuff like this. It causes these sort of things. Um, when this part, when like this room was renovated, everything was gutted and everything that was put in. So whatever was up there was living peacefully until they renovated. Yeah. And I mean, that, yeah, that's a common story. Renovations. Yeah. And I just, at that point, I told him I can never stay. Uh, I mean, luck, luckily for me, we were, you know, we were pregnant and expecting. So we started looking for our own house and starting our own life together. And it was one of those things where I never had to step foot in that house again. Because I wouldn't allow myself. Once I realized that these dreams weren't just freak weird dreams and they were actually a a real spirit or an entity that was just like just injecting itself into people's dreams and be like hey by the way i'm here you want to be my friend um (laughs) no i don't thanks for asking yeah it was like like, hey i believe in this kind of stuff but let's not let's not just like attach yourself to me (laughs) i cross my fingers when i go by graveyards i don't look at tombstones for this reason i don't want anybody coming home with me thanks but no (laughs) it's been real i'm checking out of this creepy hotel (laughs) it's just it, it was one of those things that i didn't Maybe, what do you tell somebody you just started dating and like, hey, by the way, every time I come to your house, I have nightmares of, of a tall, masculine demon and Welcome a girl that world. screams at you. It's like she's scre- and it's not even like it's kind of sounds like she's not like, like, ah, it's more like help. Like she's trapped. Mm-hmm. It's all, like at one point I was like, you know, like once he told me about it, I'm like, man, we should really sage this house and try to help this girl. But at the same time, I'm not trying to. Yeah, at the same time, we should have worked out. Yeah, I'm not trying to to make the whatever's holding her there mad. I'm all about releasing spirits into crossing over and them having their peaceful existence. But I ain't about to have nothing spooky and creepy attaching itself to me or my children. Mm-hmm. So I'll, yeah. I let bygones be bygones and I just made peaceful or whatever's in the house to be in the house. Nightmare from a month ago. However, we keep talking about the people who bought the house. We kind of just want to be like, hey, have you seen her yet? <laughs> so how's it going? <laughs> Is she okay? Has he has the big guy messed with you? Like we we want to be able to go to the house and ask the people who live there. I, I do want to check with my girl. She but not only me, but Billy has said the same thing. Like, like just to see, like, is it just like the none of us have ever spoke about this girl until it came to light. Because mm-hmm. it came to a point for me, it was like I'm curious. Like, do other people? Like, I don't want to say anything. Do other people say something? Yeah. And then that kept going. I was like, I don't like this. Yeah. Because sometimes, sometimes when you say something, it makes some people. It puts in people's heads, and it happens. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there was only one time I've ever been over there that I didn't see. Or feel a presence, but I was not in the right state of mind to say to be visited. And if I was, I was not known to it. I also, at one point, I forget when, 
I went on like a deep dive trying to find like, was there somebody gone missing? Yeah. Somebody hmm. that was hurt or something. We did our research. And at one point I did find a girl who looked a lot like her. And it was from like the 1960s. And it was like tall, tall girl, long black hair. And I, one of my biggest regrets, I should have, you know, see if somebody would come in and like, do some sort of investigation like a medium or something yeah all right let's go <laughs> so billy billy still lives in that area right yeah yeah he, he lives maybe, yeah like, like five minutes away all right send him <laughs> send him over to ask ask the new owners <laughs> he can pretend that he's like there to like install like new electric and he can just like run an evp throughout the house and that's the thing like, like i said like in the attic it's all new electric it's all new everything yeah and and it, that's where it peaked. It was just, and everyone saw it there. But yeah. when they, everybody moved out and before your mom sold the house, they, they renovated everything all over again. So mm. if anything, I feel like it would just kick up. It's like I'm rolling gossy, kick it up a notch. Bam. Yeah. Bam. <laughs> so, hey, spice weasel. It makes me wonder, like. I hope someone gets that reference. <laughs> from Futurama. <laughs> I couldn't get into that show. I tried a couple times. Oh. I know. So is that, like, are, are those all the stories then? Off the top of my head. I mean, yeah. there's well, some minor... Well, I was just minor... because it's so compelling. It is. Like, there's some minor ones where, like I said, like I, I touched on before, where, like, kids who stayed over when I was growing up, they, some were, scared, like, terrified. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because well, it's interesting, like, you know, you feel the presence, there's the screaming, there's the, the shared dreams, but there's, you know, a lack of shoving down the steps. There's a lack of, well, I guess for you, you woke up with bruises when you were little, little, but you also were yeah. in a, a house full of trauma. So you could, because as you got older, no one mentioned having any bruises, you know? So I wonder if it was just trying to get your attention. And then once it did, it like attached well, itself to you. That was not a weird thing. Like, my mom never mentioned that she had any of these dreams. And, you know, my stepdad, you know, the, the one I'm talking about here that did some of these terrible things, never really had those kind of conversations, but he never really mentioned. Like, I read some of his, like, because he, 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 he was in the air for, he deployed Iraq and Afghanistan and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. I saw some of those, he had nightmares, but not like creepy these girl kind of super girl. Like, he had PTSD. Yeah. yeah. There's never mention it from them too. But we all, but one thing that we all have in common, the people who have all seen it have had deep rooted childhood traumas. Well, so, do they. so do they. Just not. Well, what um what we learned when we had our exorcism done was that they tend to pick on things that they see weak, which would be children. Mm-hmm. So that could be part of it too. I'm not a but, child. I'm, I'm which in is my a, 30s. Oh, no. well, yeah. And that's a very good argument. I thought about that too, because that's a very common thing. You know, they, they find the weakest person who is most mentally susceptible. But yeah. I was with. Or which something is sees as a threat, which you, an outsider, would have been. Which is what which is well, what happened and, to Shanna too. And you taking away him. Yeah. Maybe that was threatening to the ghost as well. Yeah. It's on like, me I, as I, a threat because I not that I'm more religious. I think I'm just more grounded maybe, in my yeah. religion. That's how the priest put it. Like, you know, you know all your big Catholic words and all your stuff and your <laughs> gumption. But well, like my faith never 
you know, leaves. Like I, there's just that like, kind of like a solid foundation. So to the point though, of like the, you know, being mentally susceptible, um, after I came home, like I said, before I came home from military, I was, you know, solving these nightmares. I was deep heavy into therapy. Like I was, you know, get my mental health back on track. And I was like, even when my mental health was getting good, still having these nightmares. Hmm. Wow. Like all my PTSD nightmares are going away and all that stuff. Yeah. Like th- this girl, she stayed. But as soon as I left, moved out of the house, stopped. Yeah. All right. So field trip. We got to go to the house. Yeah. And what we do is we write the description of the girl on a piece of paper because we don't want to influence the the owners who live there now, you know? Yeah. So, and then you just say, like, you know, have you had a dream of anyone? And then if they say, yeah, a girl, blah, 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 and then we show them the paper. Open the envelope. <laughs> now can we come in and run? Like a magic <laughs> a show, you know? Investigation. Yeah. I, I can still, like, picture her, like, taller, skinny, long black hair. The, the hair. They always like, have long black hair. And, like, her cheekbones were, like, prominent. But you really couldn't, other than cheekbones and her and the screaming of her face, you really couldn't... The pitch black eyes. Yeah, the eyes were all blackened out, but you really couldn't make, besides that, it was just more like, it was haunting. It was, it was... Like, kind of so classic, um, creepy ghost. But you can tell it was a person at one yeah. point. It wasn't just, like, a demon or entity, not like the grudge or some kind of... But that's why I bring up that that first dream I had, like something like somebody had a terrible thing happen to them in that house. That's why I bring up that first dream. Because mm-hmm. I don't ever had that dream. Yeah. And like what five-year-old dreams of yeah. someone taking an axe to the head in the basement after being drowned up, for, uh, uh, you know, on the second floor. Now, I mean, what my thing is, is that when I go back and I listen and I think about things that happened in dreams and stuff in that house, maybe there was a key role. What if we saw this person before something happened? What if they presented themselves mm, almost by, like an, as a harbinger? Yeah, because, you know, sometimes you dream of people you've never seen before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've never met. What if that was one of those people? And a lot of times they say if you dream of somebody you've never met, it's a ghost or it's a spirit or mm. it's somebody passing. You know, it, it was one like, what if it was one of those people? Like, when maybe we've seen this person, mm-hmm. wow. and I've done so much research. Anthony's done research, of, and uh, maybe we're looking for missing people in the area. But maybe this person's never been gone. What if it was somebody who wasn't ever they knew known to go missing, or that it was just a, one of those small towns where? When you mentioned dark hair, maybe it was someone ethnic that was brought in illegally, and she was just you know systematically abused in that house until she was killed. You know, it's dark, but. There are so many. There are so many factors, you and, know. And a lot of a lot of things that makes me think is somebody of of native descent. Where, mm-hmm. what if it would? You know, it, it just. I, I I follow those a lot. The stories in Alaska of native native girls going missing and people just turn a blind eye because it happens so frequently. You know, there's this podcast called The Well House Exorcism where they went <laughs> about native Native Americans being you know brutalized. No, but I'm saying some of us do. I listen. <laughs> Ooh. Um, so I gotta go now. Bye. <laughs> this is the last time we ever heard from Anthony. It got really cold. If you see him in your dreams, you'll know why. No. Oh no, uh, Anthony! No. No, we see multiple stories on people, like especially young native girls. And this woman is not necessarily old, but she's not. She's kid. like a good thirties. But she's not old. Like, the, yeah. but those, 
But I'm 36 the... and I feel old. I keep picturing the Bentnick lady from oh, Haunting of Hill House. Oh. No. I, I mean, I'm I'm 34. I mean, I still I I don't look my age, but sometimes when you're looking at people and if they take care of themselves, they don't look their age. But yeah. when you look at somebody who has no eyes and <sighs> Yeah, they 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 don't look aged. You know, it's hard to tell if someone's in their twenties or in their thirties, especially when they're distorted. Mm-hmm. Well, and now if you do some research, I'll look it up. <laughs> I wonder if they can find something that we just can't find. Not not saying that we're not smart enough, but obviously you guys are more educated. Your <laughs> episode with binders of information. We after we did our first episode with you, I'm like, wow. I feel like I need to go back to school. They're so well-spoken, and we're just... (laughs) (laughs) We're two halves of a whole Oh, yeah. I have multiple degrees, and I'm an English teacher by trade. I like my research, and I know big words. But I can't I can't walk upstairs sometimes. It's okay. I literally can't. (laughs) Yeah, PJ literally can't walk upstairs right now. (laughs) Weaknesses. Nothing more humbling than watching your husband crawl upstairs. (laughs) Yeah, I would be so happy if you guys can find something and shed light on this to where we can do a part two to this and maybe find and then maybe we can I mean, maybe one day we'll get the cojones enough to knock on the door and be like, hey, (laughs) we've done a lot of research and we need to use your house. Actually, uh, um, something you could do is go to the county courthouse and look up the address to see what kind of paperwork is there. Huh? Yeah, sure. As far as like deeds go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what you can do is text, now that you have PJ's cell phone number, text him the address of the house, yeah, um, and yeah. then I can start looking into the area. And that can be, again, t- into the new the new uh, year, 2024, we can come back and really focus on what I find from the area. Yeah. So I'll do that now so I don't forget. There we go. <laughs> All right. So, well, thank you so much for being on, Anthony and Rose. Really appreciate yeah, your stories. Those are incredible stories. It is a good way to end out the year. Yeah. Uh, I... <laughs> Um, and uh, you know, relive some of my childhood trauma. Yeah, <laughs> um, it, it brought back some trauma from this house too, with having the ghosts here and everything. So I'm just like, oh yeah, that sounds familiar. Oh, the basement. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe our ghosts can be friends. Oh <laughs> no, I don't want it back. We 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 exercise that buddy out of here. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Sorry, she's still alone. She wants you. Go back to her. I will not. yeah hard pass anyway (laughs) well anyway thank you so much for being here all my listeners if you want to hear some really cool fun stuff hop on to full send rejects they post like once or twice a week i only post once a week i feel like i'm lazy compared to them but it's lots of fun to listen to them and to hear the different stories and right now their mini series on uh the missing people on sharp mountain is just heartbreaking heart-wrenching but good yeah good Um, So anyway, have a happy and safe holiday, and we'll see you in the brand new year, January 7th. And as always, think spooky thoughts. 